This is Colorful Commentary. Hello, I'm Cece, your Colorful Commentator here, and we have a lot to get into. From whistleblowers, to tax returns, to Syria, to mm, impeachment. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us for another commentary, our third one, lucky number three. So hopefully you'll be lucky listening. Today we're going to do it a little bit differently. I'm going to read down some of the nation's top headlines, primarily political, because there's just so much going on in that sphere right now. And then if anything needs further clarification later, then I'll go deeper on it. Okay, so... I'm gonna get into it. So, earlier this week, a federal judge ordered that Trump release his tax returns to an NYC prosecutor prosecuting this case. And it's a big deal because it might actually lead to the public being able to find out what's on his tax returns. I don't know if the prosecutor has any plans to release that information publicly once they get their hands on it, but it's definitely going to aid in his investigation that he's doing into President Trump, uh, into certain, you know, corruption and things of that nature. And obviously, the president is the first president to, in modern history, not release his tax returns. So that was a really big break from precedent. And everyone, of course, says follow the money. And we can't do that with Trump because he hasn't allowed us to. So The question, of course, is what is he hiding? Now, Trump immediately appealed it, um, but the appeals court is moving fast. So we're going to find out whether he'll get to keep and hide his tax returns from the public or if he will be forced to hand them over. I don't see why he shouldn't be forced to hand them over if the prosecutor has a legitimate reason in investigating and doing so. His whole defense is basically that he's president. And not only can he not be indicted, but he can't be investigated for anything. Now, that sounds like a king more than a president. And if there's one thing Donald J. Trump has not been and will never be, it's a king. So I don't know what he's thinking about there, y'all, but he trying it. So we just got to stay aware. Now, a second whistleblower has come out. Big deal because you know the first whistleblower that we talked about last week came out about Ukraine. This is about the same topic, except this whistleblower has first hand knowledge and is basically going to corroborate everything that the first whistleblower said. And this has freaked Trump out. He definitely had a little tweeting fest um, and is very nervous about this because this is just one more bad story about him. And beyond that, actual evidence against his wrongdoing and his misconduct even though we already have all the evidence we need but you know this strengthens the case now if you've noticed which you might not have if you haven't been listening and being aware as far as what trump has been saying he's been using the word corruption a lot like he'll just be like 
we're looking into corruption. We called Ukraine to stop corruption. The Democrats, the do-nothing Democrats is what he likes to call them, uh, are corrupt. Everyone is corrupt. You know, we're trying to figure out corruption. And he's doing the same thing he did with fake news. Now, if you remember, fake news, everybody found out after he got elected that, oh my gosh, Russia had been running this large campaign, had been turning Americans against each other based on our already pre-existing divisions and had exacerbated the situation into making neighbor mistrust neighbor and citizen mistrust fellow citizen. Now, in doing this, what they did is fake news. They put out fake news stories that had no basis, but primarily through the medium of Facebook were shared like crazy. 500,000 millions of people were sharing these stories to each other that weren't actually true. So that was fake news. That's where that term came from of saying this is what got in part what got the president elected is fake news. Now, a few weeks and months into his presidency, he started using the word fake news in application to CNN, MSNBC, basically anyone who didn't agree with him was now fake news. And I, I saw it when he did it. I was like, he is trying to take this word or excuse me, rather this phrase. And that's exactly what he did. Now, when you think of fake news, you think of his definition of it, of real news, but that he calls fake because it's not convenient for him. But so then what do we call the actual fake news? We don't have a word for that now. We don't have a phrase for that. He's taken it. So that has become under the radar as far as the actual fake news that's still, mind you, being churned out. And it's just actually really brilliant in a way. And I'm kind of impressed of the fact that they thought about that to literally take a phrase and spin it and making convenient for them so watch out because this is what he's doing for corruption because he knows what he's about to be accused of in the articles of impeachment at least partially is corruption so he's trying to deaden the word take the meaning out of it and make it apply to the people who are investigating him so watch out for that y'all and now talking of facebook Facebook has changed their policies and is allowing the Trump campaign to run false attack ads, even though they've been proved false by third party fact checkers. So Facebook is saying that if it's political, then they're not going to take it down, even if their third party fact checkers have said that it's blatantly false. Now, Trump has been spending $1.6 million per week on these ads. And now mind you, not all of them are false, but quite a few of them are. So Elizabeth Warren, along with a few other candidates have come out against Facebook to say that this is unacceptable and ridiculous, that you're allowing pretty much the same thing that happened in the 2016 election that I just went into, fake news, to happen again and not doing anything about it. Now, mind you, right when they changed the policy, Zuckerberg met with Trump in the White House. Now, Facebook is seen as being like a, a leftist progressive organization, but a lot of the offices, particularly the DC office is run by very conservative Republican people. So don't get it in your head that Facebook is 
out for the benefit of democracy in our elections and it just happened to mistakenly happen in 2016 and won't happen again because these changes are making it so that it will and now mind you if trump is spending 1.6 million you know a lot of money now okay uh a week and it's we're over a year out from the election how much money is he gonna put into it in the upcoming months and how much misinformation is he gonna spread not just russia but him so it's again y'all we got to be aware because this is stuff that really has a intense effect on our modern day politics and quite frankly the safety and legitimacy of our elections now this is a big one and this is a sad one because it's just unacceptable and if anything, usually, at least lately, America has been really loyal to our allies in sticking with them in terms of military help. Now, you may have heard of a little horrible, terrible terrorist group called ISIS. <sighs> and you may have noticed that in recent weeks and months, you really haven't heard of them lately. And that's because the US, along with Kurdish troops have been on the ground fighting ISIS and have basically dismantled and destroyed their whole operation. Yay for democracy! Thank you, Jesus. Whoa, goodness, because ooh, ISIS is just. Mm. A few days ago, President Trump, with no warning, announced, mind you, after a call with the Turkish president who has deep connections with Russia, he announced that America will be abandoning Kurdish forces in northern Syria and will be pulling out completely. Why is that a big deal? First off, it's a big deal because, as I said, Kurdish forces are our allies in fighting ISIS and they want their own country and their own land independent of Syria and Turkey because they're their own people, but Turkey has never wanted that. Turkey has wanted to destroy them and then move in and take that area of northern Syria for themselves. The only thing stopping them has been us. And so the fact that Trump literally got off a call, tweeted, and then pulled out troops. And when did he do this, y'all? On Vladimir Putin's birthday. Dramatic pause. Coincidence? I think not but again what is the effect of this human lives the kurds are the ones imprisoning the isis fighters so if they're in disarray those isis fighters are let go and can re-establish and reorganize and set themselves up all over again turkey wants to ethnically cleanse them and now this happened on the 7th of october it is now the 11th and Turkey is currently bombing them. And in the course of 24 hours, over 60,000 Kurds have been displaced. This is not a game. This is not something to have been dealt with without discussing it with military advisors. And this is something that even, get this, the Republicans themselves are coming out against him and saying that this is ridiculous and he should not be doing this and this is unacceptable. Now, mind you, I... I I think they actually believe that, but I also think a lot of them actually don't agree with a lot of things that Trump does, but they stick with him because of poll numbers and because they're afraid 
I think Russia got some stuff on them too, but that's just me. Um, and because they just don't have anywhere to go and they don't have any backbone of their own to stand up. I mean, what the Republican Party has turned into, I'm not really sure where they're going to go without Trump because they've basically made him the center of the party. So we'll see. But I think a lot of the part of them coming out against this Syria situation is them wanting to be able to say, look, 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 we know how to disagree with the president. We don't stand with him in lockstep with everything. So then when the impeachment vote gets to the Senate and they vote no on impeachment, they can say, we stood up to the president. We show you this in Syria. And that's some bullcrap. Because standing up to the president would actually be getting him to change his mind and actually outright condemning him and doing everything you could to block this action or passing a act in Congress to put troops back in and protect the Kurdish people. So we can only pray that they're covered and that there's a resolution to this because this is sad. So keep them in your prayers, y'all. Now on to polling, 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 polling. (laughs) I don't know why I said it like that, but I'm sticking with it. (laughs) Trump, as far as impeachment, New polling from the Washington Post says that 58% of Americans support an impeachment inquiry and 49% support an inquiry in removing Trump. That's a big deal. That's 30% of Republicans and 57% of independents. Now, independents are the real ones you want to watch. And also, a new Fox News poll shows, Fox News Journal shows that over 50% of people are also open to an impeachment inquiry and that's really scary (laughs) for trump because you know fox news is his peoples and you know when they're polling people which is their peoples and they got that to say that's very disturbing for him which of course you know when he's disturbed he goes tweeting so here are two tweets And I quote, from the day I announced I was running for president, I have never, capital letters, had a good Fox News poll. Whoever their pollster is, they suck. But Fox News is also much different than it used to be in the good old days. With people like Andrew Napolitano, who wanted to be a Supreme Court justice and I turned him down. He's been terrible ever since. Shep Smith, Donna Brazile, who gave Crooked Hillary the debate questions and got fired from CNN, and others. Fox News doesn't deliver for us anymore. It is so different than it used to be. Oh well, I'm president. End quote. Now what the hell? Okay, yeah, that was a big country accent there how's what the hell what the hell (laughs) i can say it in any accent you want because what the hell is that about i mean unhinged uh, maybe just a little bit worried just a little bit yeah maybe and for good reason but again y'all this is our president let that sink in this This is our president. Yep. (sighs) Moving on. 
Comcast and the Trump administration are working to strike down key provisions of one of the oldest and most important civil rights laws in the country, the Civil Rights Act of 1866. Now, for more than 150 years, this law has been a bedrock protection from racial discrimination in employment, housing, banking, and consumer and business transactions. Now, Comcast is going to the Supreme Court to allow racial discrimination in businesses as long as racism isn't the only reason for denying someone a service. I have, I don't have words. I don't have words. Now, if the Supreme Court sides with Comcast and Trump, which given that he's been able to stack it, is not all that unlikely, it's gonna strike down one of the most important tools that we have for protecting people of color and their communities from discrimination. I mean, this has the, this has the chance to fundamentally change how racial discrimination claims are decided for decades to come. You would now have to prove that your employer fired you only on the basis of racism. That's insane. And it shouldn't be on the burden of the employee to prove wrongdoing against the employer. The employer should have to prove their innocence. I mean, again, this is deep. And if you think they're not coming for people of color from all sides, you're wrong. And this shows it. Now I'm going to attach in the link a petition you can sign from Color of Change to push Comcast to drop this lawsuit or else we will drop them because this is unacceptable. I mean, this is unacceptable. I mean, damn, how much do people of color have to go through? I mean, you know, we already get discriminated against in the workplace. We know this, this is a proven fact, but now it's gonna make it easier for employers to say, well, yeah, I hate you because you're black, but you also came in late two days. So you're fired and legally have the protection and the right to do that. Again, y'all, let's keep watching. And this is what colorful commentary is supposed to be. As I will say again and again, a bridge, a bridge between the information and the resources, because oftentimes we hear the news, but we don't know what to do about it. And so I'm here to provide the resources of how you can take action. So please, I hope you never end out an episode feeling, oh, Lord, what are we going to do? But, oh, okay, this is what we're going to do. That's what I hope I leave you with every episode, information, but also action items. So that's the end of our episode today. I'm so excited. Yay, 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 yay. Like I said, lucky number three. Thank you for joining us on the journey. And I hope we earn the privilege of your time that you continue to do so. God bless and stay colorful. Mm-hmm.